Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, can I pet your dog? No. Plus, Biz Feels Normal, Renee Culver joins as guest host, and we talk to Bess Kolb about her new book, Nobody Will Tell You This But Me. Woo! That feels pretty good. That feels pretty like maybe good. we nailed it. I think we nailed it. I think we did all right. Renee, thank Biz. you so much for joining us. Always my greatest honor. I it play is. it cool, and I would like you to make sure that your listeners are like, she does. She plays it real cool. But she is cool. Uh, inside, over the moon, I just, I love you so much. I love your show so much. I, uh, n- and now I'm meeting coworkers who are just like, that show got me through like all of the first two years of my kids. My buddy, uh, Julie Booth, was, she, every time I talk to her, she's like, how are the girls? Uh, so you We're all me, losing like, our mind. That's credit. how we are. <laughs> yep. Be- so, in fact, I think Teresa may be broken a little bit, and that's sure. totally fair. Yeah. I look forward to just the cycle of us all breaking and then kind of getting back together and then breaking again. <laughs> so, I would like to obviously start with a special shout out to Teresa. Yes. Teresa, as I have said in a text to you just this week, I would Come to hell with you if they would let me. You are doing a very good job. Also, Renee, what we've been doing during the pandemic podcast era right. is taking a moment at the beginning before checking in to just say thank you to everybody out there. I I now think pretty much everybody in the world is very essential, and I'd like to hug all of them yes, <laughs> as exactly. much as possible. Exactly. Just like, hello, <laughs> I don't know who you are, but I would like to just touch you. Right. And thank you. So thank you to everybody in the medical industry, all the first responders, all the people staying home, all the people at the grocery stores and delivering the food and driving the food and the restaurants that are still open, uh, doing takeout, I cannot say enough. Look, look, look for local small businesses. You know, I needed to get some learning supplies today. Yes. Because apparently I'll be teaching the children forever. <laughs> uh, and instead of going to a large ordering facility to order it, right. I took the extra five fucking minutes and looked for a local education store in the Pasadena area. So that's, Amazing. That's, it's that. We can do this. Yes. We, we can. can. We, we can. can. Or if you're having a week where you can't do it, that's fine. That's exactly. fine. On the weeks that you can, do what you can to support yes. those small businesses. That's right. weeks that you can't, it's fine. Just it's, everything's fine. Join <laughs> all of us under the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, will Instacart bring it to me under the couch? Well, maybe. <laughs> Please, is that an option? I'm going to find it. Let me see if uh, they added that yet. They can bring it to me in three to four weeks. Perfect. Uh, (laughs) Great. That's exactly when I need it. (laughs) That's right. That's when I will need it. Renee, Renee, I'm so excited you're here. I I just can't wait to talk to you about dog-related pandemic things. But before we get anywhere near it, how, how are you? Why don't you tell us, like, 
who's in your house right now Yes, and how I you're doing. Would love nothing more. I also feel like I cut you off a little bit on the thank you. So I, no. yes, thank no, you. Thank you. We are thanking. Everybody who's essential. Yeah. I agree with you completely. Yeah. You know, it's good, but I think good has a new definition these days. So good comparatively yeah. is, is <laughs> on a scale is how, right. is how things are. So it is uh, it's me and my roommate who I also work with. Uh, we both work at a podcast network. So it's been fine that we're both we're obviously we're working from home, but we're both still working and figuring out the technology that is, you know, remote podcasting these days. But yes. everything's been good. Challenges have been, uh, boy, that dog of mine would love to chime in, love to say a few <laughs> words on every podcast we record. Every single one. Mine, hers, the neighbors, sure. everybody. He's just like, I got a few things to say. Uh, so it's been a bit of a, a challenge. And then, well, obviously we can get into it, but the thing that I didn't anticipate, I anticipated figuring out this new normal. What yeah. I didn't anticipate was what I figure out is only going to last for so long. And then you got to figure out a new solution. Yeah. Once people get bored, once things fall out, once whatever your solution initially was is no longer working. You have children. <laughs> <laughs> or I just have me who's very immature and a dog who's wild. <laughs> It could be those two things. We are going to finally <laughs> prove with this, what is the start or fourth episode of you co-hosting that animals and children are exactly alike. Essentially the same thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, how dare I? Because I got to say like that, anytime I do start to get like, oh God, yeah. I think of parents. Mm. I just, because I remember babysitting and thinking like I'm at a I'm at a wall. Thank God they are coming home at yeah. eleven or whenever. Yeah. And like <laughs> you don't get to say you're at a wall now. Like I don't yeah. I don't know how you guys are doing it. I am I think like you're the essential worker that I want to thank and be like mm. you are my hero. I don't know how you're doing it. I'm so impressed. It it's there may be uh, <laughs> wine involved sure. or medication mm-hmm. or staying with therapy or yelling into the void. Right, but. Yes. Like you said, we're all figuring it out. I just mm-hmm. wish someone would take me for walksies. That's right. all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd like to go on a walksie. It would be nice. How are you doing? How how was this week? And okay. I guess how are you doing as a whole? As a whole, I'm like a bruised fruit. But <laughs> buddy. But I will say I was gonna I was gonna say that this past week, like leading up to today, which is Monday, I am kind of unsettled by how normal Mm -hmm. I'm starting to feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, we've talked about how adaptive we are as a species and all that, but I'm like, wow, this past week wasn't as horrible by four or 5 PM because I am so used to, this is what it is now. I still refuse to let myself think about how long this is going to go because right. that really you can't it's it'll shut you down so my fast yeah yeah, yeah yeah i'm just like what summer uh-huh <laughs> yes <laughs> that's no yeah that's horrible and so yeah this past week i was just like yeah i know this is our routine and i get up and you know Stefan goes in here and then i'm with the kids <laughs> and i don't know if that's better i mean it's nice to not be crying as much. Sure. Yeah. But <laughs> I also don't want this to be normal. Agreed. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and so that's, that's what I that guess, forgive me for making you repeat what your listeners already know, but are you still doing distant learning right yeah, now? So or what does it look like for you? at home with the children, <laughs> I think over, well over 40 days because oh I started the Bop It videos around 37 Which, days ago, 38 listen, days ago, apparently. I I had power in this town because I would give you your own TV show. Thank you. I thank you. I watch it all the live long day. <laughs> thank you. I, you know, they said that a crisis would really bring out my best <laughs> and my, my true talents. And they were um, right. What are you doing with your alone time? This. <laughs> so we've been... Yeah, learning from home for a while. Stefan's been working from home the whole time. And, like, I, no one can see me, but I just, like, have a thumb, like, hitched over my shoulders. If it's like, they're all there. They're all... Right. They're all just, just doing it. Oh, yeah, they're there. Yeah. There. And we're, like, the lucky thing is that we like each other. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, all of us, like, I actually like the kids, and I like Stefan. So that, that helps. Right. And three cats help. Yes. So they are it's, thrilled. I have to be over the moon, yeah, right? Of just all the pets so, that they could possibly want. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, come to me, cats. <laughs> Lay on me. Which we will use to just segue right on in. Right on to in. To what we are going to talk about today, which I'm really, again, only going to describe as, can I pet your dog? No. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Renee! Yes. Can I Pet Your Dog is the name of your podcast. It that is. I adore, and I, it is, it's been a journey mm. of dogs. Yes. And petting them and choosing to have dogs in your life and all of this stuff. And the whole premise to me of the name, it, I mean, it's all about you go out and you want to yeah. pet other people's dogs. And I have willfully chosen not to pay attention to any, like, coronavirus and pets, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I oh, just... No. no. We don't... Mm -mm. I you think don't we don't have the bandwidth know. for how long this is going to go? Not, we sure yeah. as shit don't have the bandwidth for animals. Like, like yeah. sorry, tigers in that zoo. <laughs> I'm, you know, I can relate. The tigers yes. that have the coronavirus. But <laughs> what is, like, just give me a day in the life of... Like having a dog, because they got to go outside. Right. Like, and, I, and I'm just going to make one more joke that I thought was funny. And that Please was do. that, like, I feel grass is greener style. It would be <laughs> better to have a dog because I feel like it would give me more permission to go on walks. Yes. Because it'd be like, oh, they have a dog. That that person needs to be out and walk that dog. And when you go take your, like six-year-old out yes. or your kids out it's like oh, why are you taking those children outside of course yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i um so that's yeah couldn't agree well and part of me wants to like try to be like no it's not as great as you think it is it's yeah. uh 
Amazing. <laughs> in that. So to review, I have a three and a half year old pit bull mm-hmm. mixed with something that has boundless energy yes. on his terms. So I was already walking him like in the morning and the evening. And then his schedule was either a wag walker would come walk him while I was at work or every other day he would go to dog park daycare. Oh, that's right. You have no daycare or walkers right. now. No daycare, no dog parks, no parks. Just nothing. So we have walking is our option. And this little kiddo loves to run. Uh, He's true and loyal to his DNA, which has taught him that he must catch every squirrel that crosses his path. Yeah. So it's an adventure. Uh, I guess (laughs) the first part is the good element of, again, my, uh, my roommate is an audio engineer, does not have a pet. And I think her record at this point is seven days without leaving the house just because work keeps her in. She doesn't need to go. It's just, uh, but I think like that does what it does to everybody psychologically. So it is. So it's nice to be, because I can't promise you I would go out that much without a reason to have to go. Because I think once you're in the the zone of it or the depression hits, uh, it's just, it's hard to be like, oh, I would feel better if I went outside. Yeah. I know that will fix a lot of stuff. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. But would that we just did what would be helpful. Sure. No, it's uh, it's so hard to do that. So that element is good. He definitely loves to run. So our little workaround with that is there is a like, but I can't take him to the park because the parks right. are closed. So there is a school parking lot that is gated on one side. So we'll go. We go first thing at like six a.m. Yeah. Ain't nobody at school. Right. Exactly. <laughs> What a dream. What a dream for me. What a nightmare for you. I know. (laughs) Dogs are going to learn now. It's like, you know, like Planet of the Apes. But like the animals have all gone and taken over the school and are learning. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So so that is where the evolution of like uh, solutions and then fails and the solutions and fails has happened. So I was able to take him off the leash, let him run around the school parking lot at six o'clock in the morning. The first thing that happened is that it's right next to an apartment complex. So we got to keep it quiet. So we're running around, but be quiet about it. Um, Then I got him a tennis ball and I was throwing it, but I uh, just terrific as far as uh, hand-eye coordination throwing ah. skills. So then I got a... So he was upset that I wasn't throwing it far enough, and we got to chuck it, and then he was upset that I was throwing it too far, and he got ah. exhausted and hit himself and the ball into a bush, and I couldn't oh. get him out for five minutes. <laughs> then... <laughs> So I've got my system in place. Things are going well. And then one morning, another family was in my school parking lot. And I oh. didn't know I was capable of experiencing such rage. Uh, oh. So so <laughs> upset, so angry, loudly told the dog, well, I guess you can't play today. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> yes. Just yes. insane. Yeah. Just absolutely oh, crazy. Yeah. And then, like, I walked around, and the dog's, like, trying to, like, go yeah. into the parking, because that's our plan. So then I was like, I'm being, un- I'm being unreasonable. So then I went, and I, like, talked to the family. I'm like, I am so sorry. Is there any way that we could, like, share the parking lot with And they were like, yes, of course. And I was yeah. like, don't, but don't worry. We're going to stay out of your way. Guess how long it took for Tugboat to be just immediately in those kids' faces. Oh, like, less than a second. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like and the kids also, so, and yeah, the all kids of the. Yeah, I gotta rub my just self petting all the dog, over you. going crazy. And all the adults in slow mo, like, don't oh, no. pet the dog. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's 
uh, a true don't nightmare. Pet my dog is <laughs> right. the new name of the show. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So that was kind of a long answer to like finding various solutions that are sort of working. For the most part, he's doing such a good job. He's yeah. really, uh, I'm proud of him for putting up with it. There's been a few days where I have been a bit needy uh, and I can feel him like race for another pet. <laughs> you know, okay, here we go. Just like, <laughs> She's putting up with me. Uh, So that's been an ebb and flow. And then, yeah, as far as the dog, like, I'm proud of my little neighborhood. Like, everybody just kind of gets it. They're like, like, they'll they'll wave to him. They'll say hi. But they're, they're for the most part, doing a really good job. There's, like, one neighbor who's just like, it's fine. I'm like, is it? I just, just, you can't. Please stop. (laughs) Is it fine? (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of been how it's been. I uh, I am finding various solutions as it goes. Overall, <laughs> I am so grateful for this dog. But there's definitely been a few, you know, 6 a.m. mornings where I was like, but we could maybe sleep in? He's yeah. like, nah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, we're getting see, up. See, here we are. Here's our checklist yes. of things that are very similar. Let's hear it. One, I would also like to sleep in. Yes. And children <laughs> don't let you do that. There's also the you're not doing it right of course. This is very similar. Yeah. Hiding in a bush. Yes. Similar. Back in the olden days when we could be in public, it might be in a like a rack of clothes at right. like a department store. Yes. That's a that's great exactly it. That's a great place to hide. Right. Back when I was a child in the time before, you know, that was when we used to get our clothes at yes. a store and saw people. But now we just don't even wear clothes anymore because we don't go outside. The dogs wear clothes now. I think, but I, I also think there's got to be like a level of anxiety and stress as well. Like I, we've got the cats, right? Steve, Onion, and B. I switched to like an online delivery service a while ago for some stuff. And then I was like, and I will take 32 boxes. <laughs> I didn't do 32 boxes, guys. I did two 200 pounds, it feels like, boxes of cat litter. Of um, yes. and, and I was like, I'll just make that, you know, a monthly occurrence. And then I was Great. like, well, it's too much cat litter. <laughs> I don't have any place with all this stop, cat litter. Stop. I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't order things well. Like, I don't check sizes. The dry food came, and it was one of those, like, 60-pound bags sure. of dry. I was like, yep. holy shit. Yeah, I've done the opposite. I was like, great, we're good to go for the yeah. next three months. And it was a eight-pound bag. I was yeah, like, no. We're good to go for Friday. Yeah, yeah. for Friday, for a day. <laughs> it's so but, tough. like, have you yeah. had, yeah, what's the word on the street with dogs? You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Give me the inside tip. What are they saying? Give me the inside tip. No, I think for the most part, it is testament of how much easier it is to have a pet than a kid based off all the shelters being empty. Mm. Everyone has sprinted to go get an animal. I think mainly because, like like in your family, everybody likes each other, but you're still going to have like grumpy days and upset days and just, I don't want to. And like the worst this one has done is hide in a bush because he didn't want to play fetch anymore. Like... It's it's just so easy, and they're just so loyal, and they're so sweet. But there's also, like, there's some downsides to this, too, because Doug and I are spending every single waking moment together. Uh, yeah. He's getting so protected, to the point where he barked at the roommate once. Uh, not in a, like, yeah. vicious way, but just in a, just like, I'm in charge. I'm I'm second in command here. Oh, interesting. Type of a, a deal. So there's, there's also some... 
curious fallout of what's going to happen if life goes back to kind of the way we oh my had God. it with our pets. Will yes. they all have like separation anxiety now? Well, not just separation anxiety, but like my big fear as I compare my second child to your dog uh, is <laughs> and, yes. and just so every think I told the story to begin with, but like long before I had children and people would like bring children to the office to, like, introduce their babies. And they were like, babies. Sure. I was like, you just pet them and talk to them like dogs. That's pretty <laughs> right? much I don't just be like, who is yeah. a baby? <laughs> who is a baby? Rub a rub a back. Anyway, that's how I talk to animals. That's why I'm okay comparing my okay. child right. to your dog. I, uh feel like in this time, we need to be angry at somebody, so I'm happy to provide sure, that okay. for your listeners. Be Thank angry you. at me, who's yeah. trying to compare kids and dogs right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, Ellis, he's, he loves his mother. Yes. Yes, and, as he should. Yes. Uh, no, With good little, reason. It's a little more than he it's should. a little much. But, yeah. okay. uh, that, every week... That passes gets stronger mm-hmm. and stronger and mm-hmm. like needs to physically be on me and in contact with me all the time, as well as like like when we started, weekends would be like Stefan would just like step in and like take the lead on like doing stuff so that I could just like disappear for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. But now that's really hard. Like now, like Ellis will be like, you know, I'm not getting enough mama time. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Oh, we've logged 18 hours today. I know. I know. It's only 10 a.m., right? Like, so, um, and I think about, like, the strides he had made with kindergarten. I mean, he was always good at school. Sure. But, like, in particular this year, there had been some big strides of, like, in the morning, not wanting me to be the one who plays with him on the playground at the school, but, like, occasionally he might go off with a friend. And yeah. then come back. And I would be like, ooh, okay. quick, do I get to talk to another adult? <laughs> right? And then immediately he would come back. But there is an aspect of socialization that's, like, really important. And mm-hmm. my mom's dog, he, you know, hard life before she got him. He yep. is incredibly loyal to my mother. Yeah. He does not like children or really anybody, even my father, even after all these years. Right. <laughs> you know? Yep. And so... And mom is fine with that because there are no, I mean, like, she doesn't need the dog to be, she's not taking the dog to dog parks, right? Like, right. this is a dog that's going around the neighborhood and hanging out with her. And right. so I do wonder when this is over, like, I expect kids to have some issues when they go back out, yeah. some pushing, some shoving, some crying, like stuff that would have naturally worked its way out with a full year of kinder, a full year of first, things right. like that, that now, uh... Won't be. Yeah. But I think about dogs. Like, dogs, I feel like, I feel like it's almost worse. It's really, isn't it really hard to, like, re-socialize a dog? Yeah. Well, and my hope, my hope is what was unthinkable getting into this is, what do you mean the dog parks are closed? What do you mean the parks are closed? Yeah. What? what? But he's adapted and he's okay. Now, listen, we're hiding in a bush every now and again. But beyond that, for the most part, life is okay. And there's a few disappointments here and there, but he's, he's happy with. So my hope is it will, we're going to hit some, some significant uh, socialization issues. (laughs) 
<laughs> but ultimately, if that becomes It'll, the pattern again, then he will adapt again on the way back out. Yeah, that's but like my therapist not looking keeps telling me. My <laughs> therapist keeps saying, look, the groundwork is there. Right. It will eventually kick back in, right? Yeah. But I, yeah, I would hope so because I would think that would be a really tough day back at the dog part if dogs were like growling at other people right. because the natural instinct is, can I pet your dog? Yeah. You know, and then the dogs, yeah, dogs just might be more on edge or are less, more protective right. of their owner. Yeah. Which is, oh, poor babies. Are you not, are you not providing enough FaceTimes or Zooms for your dog? <laughs> hey, apparently not. I got to get that scheduled. I got to do it. At home learning. That certainly happened. I'm sure you've been part of this too, those Zoom hangouts that we're all exhausted from, like the social ones, because you're already on it all the time because of work. (laughs) We got to Zoom. Somebody Zoom with me. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm going to find you on Friday. We're going to Zoom. It's going to be great. Um, But like everybody like holding their dog up, trying to get the dog like, they don't recognize screens. They don't. I'm sure there's some very gifted dogs who see a screen. Mine is not one of those. Mm. So (laughs) It's not the cats looking at cats, looking at cats, looking at cats. On the yeah, no, my right. cats don't care about screens, but I will say, unfair. Uh, so I'll give the animals a shout out. The first like week of online learning zooms, right? Especially with the preteen set, yes. was just everybody grabbing their animals mm-hmm. to show each other, not for the benefit of the animals, but no. like, and this is my dog, and this right. is my cat. And, like, all you see are just, like, oh, I'm just, like, I am ready to hear the screams of a thousand children as they get the shit scratched and bit out of them. But these are all very nice animals. But, like, I just am, like, you poor, poor animals. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just, like, what the fuck? Well, and that's sort of the, with the tugboat bracing for himself, like, it is, it has been weird to process that, like, Animals have good and bad days, too. There's days where yeah. he is a Velcro puppy, and I can't get him off me. And then there's days where he's like, I'm good, man. Yeah. And please read the room. Please read the room. Yeah, read the <laughs> room. That I do not want to bet right now. So <laughs> We call that in my house, I'm wearing a hat. Do you Ooh, see the hat? I if like I am wearing it. the hat, do you not. leave me alone. You know there's a hat. <laughs> you know what you're about to walk into, because there's a hat. You it's choose. perfect. I will, uh, I'll uh, pull Tug aside later and I'll explain that to him. So, okay, there's a hat. There's Uh, a hat. It's a dog hat. It's a dog. Yeah. How, how much longer (laughs) is it until you just start dressing the dog up? Oh, 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 weeks ago. Weeks ago. Biz, please. How much longer? What's wrong with you? <laughs> we, because uh, Max Fun Drive got yeah. postponed, uh, but I got the little, like, we had t-shirts to promote yeah. it. So I, uh, I uh, just immediately put Tug in one of the shirts. Oh, yes! <laughs> I understand. You get it. I was like, well, I let's for it. him later. It'll be yeah. fine. It'll um, be fine. Yeah. Don't it's... get that shirt dirty, Tug. Right, right. <laughs> well, I am happy that once again... We've dismissed the feelings of both pet owners and definitely not going to say children owners, people who have kids in their house (laughs) in one fail swoop. But as always, I have enjoyed it immensely and I look forward to the day very soon. Yes. I can pet your dog.
One Bad Mother is brought to you in part by Storytime Chess. Yes, I, you, all of us are looking for something to do that is also educational and possibly helps develop a lifelong skill. Introducing Storytime Chess at Home, a teach-it-yourself digital lesson book that uses fun, engaging stories with interesting, diverse characters to make chess super accessible for kids as young as three. It's taught in schools around the world. Now, for the first time ever, anyone can use it at home, even if you don't know how to play. You can access lessons online, but teach your kids on a real board. Kids never have to see a screen except to check out the fun illustrations. For a limited time, One Bad Mother listeners can get 30% off their first monthly or annual payment by going to home.storytimechess.com and entering code BADMOTHER. Make the right move. Head to home.storytimechess.com today and enter coupon code BADMOTHER at checkout. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Renee. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Genius. I would love to. Um, Now, it is not a consistent genius, but it is an occasional genius. So we have tried everything. So with Tugboat, we're going 9,000 walks a day. Um, (laughs) Also, because nobody's driving, we have have infested with squirrels. Squirrels as far as the eye can see. Um, And that is Tugboat's number one enemy. And it isn't like, oh, I'd like to get him. It is, uh, I am amazed my arms are still attached type of a, like, lunge (laughs) to to go to the squirrel. So the, the genius is if... I see the squirrel first, then, and it's far <laughs> enough away. Then I weirdly, of all the things we've tried, the thing that works best is to talk to him and just be like, "I get it, buddy. I know he's allowed to be here too. It's okay. It's okay." And if it's just like, "It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay," the whole time, then he'll whine and whimper a little bit. But because we're talking yeah. about it, it works. So I guess the genius is use your words. <laughs> and talk. You don't need to get that squirrel. Has been the most effective thing. And again. It's not 100% consistent, but it's the most consistently effective thing we've done so far. Yeah, I got to say, you're doing such a great job. <laughs> Thank and you. if you ever find kids in your house, you're going to do a great job with them. Because <laughs> you, you so just treat them like a dog! Anyway. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go, my genius, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the Boppet. Let's okay? hear it. Yeah. The yeah. Boppet just started out as like, ha-ha. I'm just gonna, I thought it was funny because we hadn't pulled the boppet out in a while and Ellis had found it and I was uh, communicating with a friend who's in Virginia and the music for boppet really moves me, guys. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it immensely and (laughs) it was kind of cracking me up that I was like boppeting it and I was like to my friend, I'm gonna send you a video of me playing boppet because... That is, we've known each other for a very long time. And I just thought that'd be fun. And 
I make the video and decide, I'm just, not only am I going to send it to her, I'm just going to post it online. Perfect. And then it seemed like an obvious choice to do it the next day and the next day. <laughs> and it brings me great joy that it is bringing so many people the joy. Yes. It has brought out a lot of people that I haven't spoken to in years on Facebook <laughs> yeah. who are like, hey, you know, same old biz or whatever. But like that has been fun. And it's, you know, it's not challenging. It's not like I'm trying to write a play every day. Mm -hmm. I'm just playing the asshole version of Poppet because it's a real jerk. <laughs> So yes. we have the jerk version of Poppet. Anyway, so that's been kind of a fun escape every day. Hi, this is Atenia. I am one month postpartum, and I had the great idea, I guess it's a double genius. In December, I knew I had a baby on the way. So for Christmas, I asked for an espresso machine so that I wouldn't be making a daily trip to Starbucks with a newborn. Come to find out, we'd all be in quarantine anyway. So I um, thought that was a great genius, but I was starting to run out of coffee, and then I realized that you can get ground coffee from Starbucks and then pick it up through the drive-thru, so now I don't have to go to the store and pick up ground coffee, and I'm still saving money, and I'm still staying home. It's great. Have a great day, everyone. You're doing a great job. Bye. <laughs> You are a genius. You were a genius before genius. the whole COVID mm -hmm. virus pandemic trapped in homes forever. You like were, it was like a genius prophecy is what well, it was. And a string of geniuses. Oh, yeah. Because also go through the drive-thru to get the, I didn't even know that. That's so smart. I know. To get your beans through the drive-thru. That's, it's really smart. Yeah. I know. You are doing such a good Job and you ordered that espresso machine in December because you cannot get one now. <laughs> oh, you sure you can't. Cannot get oh, you absolutely cannot. Machine now. <laughs> <laughs> Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Renee. Yeah, oh, I'd love, I'd love nothing more. I, which to choose? Which of the many to choose? <laughs> so, or this was early on in that. I think we were all like our lofty goals of what we're going to do to keep our dogs uh, occupied and not get bored. So this online tutorial was just like, here's how to play a game with your dog. And it's basically is that old school game of three cups, one ball is underneath the cups, and then you move the cups around a little bit. So uh, I was like, great. You're going to love it. It was going to be great. So I, so I do it the first time, and I'm moving it, and I'm going, and my showmanship is just off the charts and just great. And I was like, maybe I should change my career. Uh, and then I look up, and the dog's not in the room at all anymore. Just has left. Just completely left the room. And then I, like, got him back, and I was like, nobody, I think you're going to like this. So I, like, made sure he saw the ball, and I, like, put it on the cup, and I put the cup on top of it. And before I could go into my presentation again, he just yeah. took the cup and ran. Yeah. So... I, I, maybe not the mm. the best idea to play the cup game with wow. my dog. Epic fail twice. Yeah, that is, well, and it's an emotional <laughs> fail, too, because you tried really hard. You put on a show <laughs> yeah. to, like, just, the, there was no gratitude. Right. Which Thank is you. always disappointing. Yeah. I love the idea that you, the dog owners, I don't know why I didn't think of this, are going online looking 
the same way that like parents are. <laughs> yes. How do I entertain what this do I do? other do living I thing in my house? Keep them not bored. Yeah. Yeah. And I cannot believe somebody's suggestion is a ball and cup game. Yeah, well, but the guy who was doing it, it was a video, and that dog was just like, oh, sure. it's this one. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen my a dog. video of dogs doing yoga. Sure. Uh, and that, not, that, don't, Mm-mm. that's like one dog. Okay. No, I don't care for it. What is your fail, Biz? Bop it. <laughs> How? Every, Explain yourself. We are 37 days in, guys. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do for Bop it now. Like, is it, like. Is this supposed to be funny? Is this supposed to be like a challenge? Like, I just kind of want to go to bed. Everybody get together and get ready to film it. <laughs> Stop it. You can't go for a walk until we filmed it. Like, we certainly can't do it during the day. It has to be at the end of the day sure. when we're finally thinking of it again. And right. then I'm like, all right, is this, do I just try and go for like a record? Or is it like, do I need to do vignettes? And then I'm like, there's just, I'm enjoying doing them. It's just that every once in a while, I, I don't want to do it. Yeah, and, But I've fair. made the commitment, and I, I feel I am, a, I am the type of person to commit once committed. And there are a lot of other things that I am letting fall down the crapper these sure. days. For some reason, this isn't it. When this is the one that really should be the first one to go. No, disagree. But it, it definitely, it's inching closer and closer to work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. I hate it when that happens. Which, right. fall, which would, to me, falls into a fail category. It's sort of like you start doing something new with your kid mm-hmm. or your dog, like a funny voice. Right. And then they'll only eat with that funny voice. So, like, that is, uh-huh. that is, I, I, you, my audience are, is my child, and I'm just trying to get you to eat your fucking peas. Sure. <laughs> every, every night That's now it. for That's the rest of my do. life. Right, right. <laughs> Hi, Biz and Teresa. This is a fail. Um, basically, what's, the one thing they tell you not to do during a pandemic, other than, you know, go out and interact with people, uh, don't cut your bangs. Oh, no. Except that's what I did. Um, they were driving me crazy, and I decided I could do it. I, I don't know why. The only other time I've tried to do it, uh, I messed it up and I cried. <laughs> so that happened again this time. <laughs> My bangs are very short and crooked. <laughs> And basically, I am not a hairdresser. I don't know why I think I am, but um, I cut my bangs anyway. So I suck. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks for the show. This is this is why, like, Little House on the Prairie and, like, any of those, like, period pieces back when times were hard and, and people didn't have barber shops or whatever, none of them had bangs. They all had hair just, like, down to their ass. Like, Mm -hmm. they just never, there were never bangs. Yeah. And, like, bangs clearly have become a luxury of of our society. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I am sorry that you did that, and I understand it. 
Oh, so I was cutting my bangs like that all the time without yeah. a pandemic to blame. Yeah. It's happened to me yeah. so many times. Yeah. But I think as as we were talking about earlier, like it is impossible to think that this could go on longer. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Have I been helping myself to all the food? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But when they're like, hey, this could go on forever, something that makes me feel better is just like, well, my bangs will grow out. Yeah. I might have time to get healthy again. Like, there's just yeah. no all one these problems know. I've created for myself, I still have time to fix. That's right. So. No one gets to see these horrible mistakes except right. possibly at your business Zoom meeting. Right. Uh, at which point in time, just put up an old picture of yeah. yourself <laughs> as opposed to that, uh, a live picture. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, That's, it's fine. You, yeah. You're... Doing a horrible, horrible job. <laughs> and and we can see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right in front of all of us. Yes. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love One Bad Mother is supported in part by StoryWorth. Finding the perfect present for mom is tough, especially if you don't have the luxury of celebrating Mother's Day together in person. I have been using StoryWorth with my family for years now because there is nothing more important to me than collecting the family stories as well as just learning about my parents, things that I didn't already know. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family member different story prompts, questions you never thought to ask, like, what have been some of your life's greatest surprises? What's the riskiest thing you've ever done? Or what was your first concert? <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile every answered question and photo you chose to include into a beautiful keepsake book that your family can treasure forever. Give your mom the most meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash badmother. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash badmother for $10 off. Hey, Teresa, let's call someone today. This week, we are talking to Bess Kalb, who is an Emmy-nominated writer for Jimmy Kimmel Live. She also writes for The New Yorker's Daily Shouts. She received a WGA Award in 2016. She wrote for Emmy Awards in 2012 and 2016 and for the Academy Awards in 2017 and 2018. She is the author of a new book called Nobody Will Tell You This But Me. Welcome, Bess! Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so for our listeners, uh, we are all on a Zoom right now. And so I'm actually getting to uh, look at the lovely Bess. And it's really fun. I feel like just derailing and being like, it's another person I can talk to. <laughs> Before we get into the book, tell us who lives in your house. So in my house... We have my husband, Charlie, my son, who is eight months old, 
two cats, Bear and Al. And as of this week, we are co-quarantining with my parents, Tom and Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Yes. No, that's that's what I did at first, but it's not what I'm doing now. And we're also doing this in an unorthodox way. We're not living under the same roof all of the time. My parents moved from New York to Los Angeles a few months ago after my son was born. So we are now, this is incredibly Jewish. We're now neighbors. They live like a two minute drive away. And so we're in this kind of like exclusive relationship where we only see them and they only see us. Wow. And like we all have the same like food supply. None of us are leaving the house. It's delivery food, delivery groceries only. I don't know if this is necessarily (laughs) CDC recommended. (laughs) I am laughing because I went mad years ago Mm -hmm. and I, I just... There are so many layers to why this is a, just an interesting situation yeah. you are finding yourself in. So with that said, I'm going to ask you, how are you? How are you doing? I am um, here. I'm, I, how I'm doing is, is really in the moment. Mm. I think I'm just in full survival mode, which is you can only be aware of your immediate surroundings, your immediate needs... And anything after that is too much to handle yeah. for any person. And yeah. like a very grounding, weird way of, of like anchoring into like a Zen way of being, which is not my natural. I'm an anxious Jew. That's not my <laughs> natural default is having this baby around constantly who doesn't know what's happening and is only dealing with his immediate needs. Yeah. So it's like, which yeah. is a lot of needs. Yeah, it it's a lot out. of needs. Yeah. Turns out there's a lot of needs. We described uh, having infants in our house on this show uh, as being in a forest. And Teresa's forests were always really lovely places that were, like, bright and the light was coming through at, like, just the right time. Like, it was gorgeous. My forests were nightmares, <laughs> like, where nightmares were born. Yeah, I – so – Regardless of whatever forest you are in right now, you're doing a very good job. Thank you. Because <laughs> you're, you're welcome to just, we could just not do an interview. And if you just wanted to cry for like 20 minutes, that would be probably the most normal interview we've ever had. That's so, great. We could do just I, like a group cry. Everyone listening can yeah. cry. We can cry. Yeah. It'll just be a collective, yes. solitary yes. cry. <laughs> All right. I want to talk about something else that you birthed, which I know is always insulting to people who have given birth. That is this book. Uh, I know that bringing a book to life uh, is really difficult. And I love this book. Uh, this is This has been a delight to read during uh, this time. And I don't ever... finding reading time is really hard with kids. And again, the book is called Nobody Will Tell You This But Me. And I have to be honest, I didn't know what I was about to read. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know. And so I started reading it and I'm like, what is happening? So, uh, and then once I understood 
the voice and, and where we were coming from, I, it, I just was like, gobble, 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 everybody leave me alone. So you wrote this wonderful book. It's in the voice of your late grandmother, Barbara or Bobby. It's so funny and so sweet. And you can feel the love of this woman, like just oozing like oozing out of the book. And so I want to, it's like an oral history of her life. And I, I want to ask you, how, why, why did you decide to write this? And in particular, through, through her voice. And what was this process like? And I'm ready to sit here for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for, for saying that and for for gobbling it and for, oh, for finding it. the time. <laughs> truly, truly, it's it's really hard to find the time to do any. I find my attention span is so yeah. shot, and like even I've been watching episodes of Thirty Rock while pumping, and yeah. I watched the same episode twice, yes. <laughs> like two nights in a row. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like anticipating a joke. I was like, what am I a farmer? And I was like, wait a minute. The reason I know that joke. Is because I watched this last night and I have no capacity <laughs> to do anything. So I've been reading comments on Instagram and Twitter about my book and like half of them I'm like, do I believe that any like if I can't do anything, but I found out that people are listening to it on audiobook. Oh yes. Um, which is like which was a super good tip for me because as soon as people were like, I'm listening to your book on audiobook. I'm enjoying it and yeah. various nice things. I was like, oh, maybe I should start listening to audiobooks. Yeah. And so I have been, <laughs> I've been doing that. <laughs> so thanks to readers of my book for letting me know that audiobooks are possible. <laughs> I spent like four days recording one, and now I'm like, oh, oh David Sedaris yeah. reads his own work. That's I'm here to promote David Sedaris's book, yeah. <laughs> Dress Your Family yeah. in Corduroy and Denim. <laughs> Which, by the way, is a great book. It is. It's what I'm reading. I know. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, this isn't like the polished author being like, thank you so much. My book is the best. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Um, uh, um, To answer your question, why I decided to write this book is I was in love with my grandma. She was my best friend. This was the person that I actually spoke to on the phone the most. Um, We talked every day as I was driving back from work and like a, a, like a check-in. And if I didn't hear from her, she didn't hear from me, we would both panic and call my mom. Um, this is just, (laughs) this was the, one of the strongest relationships I have ever had. Um, she helped raise me. My mom went back to work when I was seven weeks old. And so my grandma stepped in and, you know, and and let me hear that for the rest of her life. But as you know, (laughs) um, she stepped in and, and really helped raise me and we were very enmeshed very close. Um, as she got sicker toward the end of her life, it was very difficult for me to watch this slipping away of, of a loved one. And so I started saving her voicemails. I ended up saving and we're on zoom now, so I can show you, I don't know, this will be riveting content for your listeners, but here's (laughs) here's me showing, if you can imagine, here's me showing my, uh, voicemails. My grandma. Oh, it and, is. It's just like yeah, it's, grandma, grandma, grandma. That's so yeah, great. Grandma and her various like in Massachusetts and New York yeah. when she where she would sort of Jewishly snowbird. Um, but <laughs> the um, yeah, and Florida obviously. But the book was a grief exercise for me. It was a personal way to feel closer to her, and I was not sure that it was anything other than a private 
sort of conjuring to feel close to this woman I loved in the only way I know how, which is writing. I'm a writer by trade. I write in Jimmy Kimmel's voice when I was writer on his show, which um, I should say that I should update my bio. I gave notice <laughs> at Kimmel three days before quarantine started. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, that's, right. That's Brilliant. Well, like I, that. Yeah, we didn't know. And my, my yeah. goodbye party was a Zoom party on April 2nd with all of the <laughs> writers, um, which was honestly the best possible. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I'm used to my, by trade, I'm used to writing in the voice of somebody else. I, I yeah. don't write as myself. I write as Jimmy or I write in the voices of various people I'm writing speeches for and the voice of my grandma, I realized once I started doing this, was like, oh, this is a character I know. Like, this is one yeah. that just sort of, this is what I, this is, I could do in my sleep. This is because she spent her entire life with me talking to me. So I, I sort of had those 10,000 hours of expertise listening to her. I have to ask, like, when you are, okay, you're writing in her voice, she is a real person. She's not a fictional character. And I would have to imagine that also being this person who, like, helped raise you and was such a part of your life, was was her voice also, like, on top of you writing in her voice, like, are you sure that's what you want to do? Like, it was her voice, like... Oh, yeah, there were layers the, of... Yeah, like, voice layers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, yeah, you're taking me back to a place where it was the kind of thing where my husband would come into the room where I was writing and be like, nope, and shut the door. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, um, it was like the world's uh, lamest seance. Um, yeah. But it was just like me hunched over a laptop being like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I found that. I know how to, I almost feel like a fraud as an author. It's like, I know how to do characters. I write as characters. This is a character who's also a real person that I can just sort of, I can do. Um, but having authorial control over her life as the like scribe, basically, yeah. um, I like being, I, I felt like in many ways I was like being dictated. I was just writing down her stories the way she told them to me um, yeah. from memory. But there were definitely moments where it was like, Give me a little more credit. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I'm actually doing this work. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty impactful relationship that during the process of writing is, I, I would imagine, is very tangible, especially while, while grieving. How... How were the other relationships, like, how did writing this book, like, affect the other relationships in your life, like, with your mother? I mean, there's a lot of mother. There's yeah. some mothers there's going through this book. There's a lot of mothers. This, yeah, is a book a lot about, of mothers. this is a book about mothers. This is a yeah. matrilineal love story. It's a book about a, my great-grandmother, a 12-year-old who escaped from the shtetl yes. in Belarus. It's of my grandmother and of my mother, her her only daughter, and and of me, of um, but... I think, so this is something that female friends of mine have, when I was writing the book and, and sharing man versions of the manuscript with them that they all related to, which is they're very, very lucky to have this in common with me. It's certainly not universal, but it's something that I, I've found resonated, which is there's a closeness with a grandmother that sometimes 
um, didn't actually exist between grandmother and mother. That, mm-hmm. that a grandmother can be closer to the grandchild than they were to their own child. Um, and that's something that I think comes from the distance of not being the enforcer on the ground and not dealing with the, like, put your jacket on, it's cold, like, eat your broccoli. Like, to, to have yeah. that set that remove from the day-to-day allows for sometimes a closer relationship. I'm so, so lucky that I, I had that, that my grandma um, sort of screwed up enough with her own daughter that she got this do-over with her granddaughter. And then as I wrote that out as a, as a book and as a narrative, I, I felt so bad for my mom that she didn't have this relationship with the woman that I idolized and loved and cherished. This was someone that she ran away from at 16 years old to go to college. And so I ended up having this sort of empathy explosion for my mom in two major ways last year. One was in writing the book and seeing her mom through her eyes. And the other was in having a child when I was like, oh, my God, this is what you went through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a real pill to swallow. Yes. yes. Or not to swallow, in which case you have the child. That's right. Yeah. Whoops. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Should have had that conversation. Uh, No, but that's that empathy. What a what an experience. And every year that my kids get older, I get hit with a new wave of empathy. Oh, yeah. And and so, and I didn't have close relationships with my grandparents, but I know my sister did. And I know that, like, that, what a place to be to have, like, this duo, like, this dual empathy experience you're having after having very unique relationships yourself with these two women. Yes. Has it, yeah, how did writing this and having a child basically around the same time, and and then all this time to think about it, (laughs) what did you take away from this process besides the empathy? Or was that, I mean, that's plenty. No, I, I, I think I'm still finding out what I'm taking yeah. away from it. But, I mean, I wrote the second half of this book, Pregnant. And so, and I edited the book Pregnant in, my, yeah, in my first trimester, which is a cool time. To yeah, do. it's a great time. It's a really fun time. Yeah, yeah. you certainly have your wits about you. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Feel great. You feel, you feel awesome. <laughs> yeah. You're up for anything. <laughs> yeah. People people can really see and recognize that you're going through this. So they're they're always offering help. Yeah, you know? that's right. Like it's so really... visible. It's so visible. Right. <laughs> the, uh, the so I wrote the the first draft before I was pregnant, but then had a round of notes back from the editor where I was asked to write more, and I ended up doing. I, I ended up getting the notes back on the manuscript and taking a pregnancy test the same week over, yeah, right leading up to the holidays. Um, (laughs) So I wrote the Belarus escape story, the, like, the, this harrowing shtetl escape that really happened to a 12-year-old that I come from while processing that I was pregnant and I will tell you that writing about a steamship voyage yeah, from with all Europe the to the United States with, with yeah. morning sickness was a 
was an exercise and I, I mean honestly I will hold it over this kid's life for the rest of his life. <laughs> if I'm ever late to pick him up from the movies, I'll just be like, Do you know what I had to do while pregnant yeah. with you? Um, <laughs> but yeah. like that's that makes that in particular like that makes that scene particularly poignant because it is it this scene of of I guess she's your great grandmother. Yeah. Telling your grandmother. Yeah. And I love that your grandmother says, I think she was telling me this because she thought I was going to die because she was telling her when yeah. your grandmother was very sick and trying to figure out how then she felt about telling yeah. the story. And then I love that your grandmother was like, and now it's my story and now it's your mother's story and now it's your story. Like I, yeah. that, because you guys all are here because she took this trip and it's a it's a heavy weight to carry <laughs> but i but i think it's like it's such a sometimes weights are good and totally. I, I i yeah i just i'm almost amazed that that was a story you then added in after the first round of edits cuz i it's it is it's such a grounding story Yes. It was a story that I alluded to, but um, my editor was like, we want to know about Rose. We want to know more yeah. about this. And the things that I added in in the second round this is, um, were um, the story of my grandfather and his, his business and, and schemes and the story of my great-grandmother. And it really was such a... I think, I think you put it... That's ex- exactly how I feel. It's that w- we carry the scars and sadness and struggles of our ancestors as women, as mothers, we own their sorrow and their suffering. And it comes out in crazy ways um, (laughs) that are often unpredictable and often not related at all to to what actually happened. But I feel like in researching czarist Russia and the Pale of Settlement and finding letters and congressional testimony about that journey and, and piecing together through primary source documents and, you know, calling my old college to ask like, hi, um, Russian studies (laughs) department, I guess. I was like, I've paid so much money to you guys. Can you help me out? (laughs) It's basically what I said. They were like, no, no, it ends when (laughs) you just have to keep paying us. (laughs) Yeah. but anyway, I was like, but there is a professor who thought I could write. And thanks, <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to Ross Chite. Okay. You make this book. I want you also make this baby. And I don't think anybody was thinking that we would suddenly be in this very different world that we're in right now. And I'm wondering, like, I definitely read the book with a new lens because I was reading it while in quarantine. With the book be you know coming out being out with all this, ha- yeah. What what is that like for you? Has it put an additional filter on it? Yeah, this was. I mean, it's. I think the time that it came out. I mean, that's such a that's such an a, important to- something I've been thinking about a lot. That having this book come out during a global crisis <laughs> is um, really daunting for me because I, I know that it's coming to people at a time when 
a lot of people really need a story of comfort and need a story of resilience. And so what I intended to be just like, enjoy this beach read about my grandma who had a lot of wisecracks and some heartfelt lessons and, you know, it'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh. Fine. Now I'm like, oh God, it's going to people when they're like clinging to wisdom. And it's something that makes me feel like She's stepping in at a time when exactly I needed her, and now she's stepping in at a time when yes. lots of people could need her and need her wisdom. The yeah. line in the book that's this refrain throughout is something that her Zader used to tell her, her grandfather used to tell her, which is, when the earth is cracking behind your feet, you put one yes. foot in front of the other and go forward. And she would say yeah. this to me ad nauseum. She would say it so much that I would roll my eyes when she, she would start it. She would be like, Bessie, when the earth is cracking, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, put one foot in front of the other, go forward. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh God, the earth yeah. is cracking behind my feet. It's what it feels like every day. You read yeah. the news, the, the entire world is going to swallow you up. You just have to keep going forward. You just have yeah. to put one foot in front of the other. And I feel like I'm so glad that I can dispense her, like I can be the conduit to like dispense her wisdom to so many people because it's advice that has gotten me through trivial things. It's now advice that is feeling pretty literal. And so I'm glad that Bobby can come in and make people laugh and cheer people up, but which is a big part of who she was for me. She was the funniest person I knew. Um, but she can also really be a source of strength during a time when people really need it. That, like I said, the lens that, you know, I have while reading it, it really is. It's just like, we don't, we, we're, we can't be close to a lot of our, our people right now. Yeah. And it was like having, you know, somebody right there with me. And so it's, and and she does. She is a wonderful voice to have right now in your, in my head. I'm sure that she is, but I hope that her voice is still in your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very loud right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. And. Bess, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Thank and you. um and you're doing a wonderful job. And we will make sure everybody knows where they can get this book. Yes. Um you can buy nobody will tell you this but me and support a local bookstore um via oh, yes. bookshop.org. If you're going to buy it, I suggest you support an independent local bookstore when you do. They are struggling right now and let's keep the lights on for those neighborhood jewels. Absolutely. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a brand new podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird 
100 stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Hey, podcast fan. We have a quick favor to ask. We'd like to get a better idea of who you are and what you care about. So if you have a couple moments to spare, go to MaximumFun.org slash ad survey. There, we've got a short anonymous survey that won't take any more than 10 minutes to fill out. Plus, if you finish it, you'll get a 10% discount on our merch at the MaxFun store. MaxFun shows have always relied on support from our members and always will. The survey will help keep the few ads we do run relevant and interesting for you. Again, that's MaximumFun.org slash ad survey, all one word. And thanks for your help. What a delight talking to Bess Kolb. Wasn't she wonderful? She was so nice. And her new book, again, is called Nobody Will Tell You This But Me, which I think segues nicely into something else no one will tell you but me, and that is the words that spring forth from a mom having a breakdown. Thank you for telling me I'm doing a great job. This is a breakdown, a pandemic breakdown. So um, trying to be responsible and stay away from stores during this pandemic and I need to get some things for my baby, and I use a very popular ordering service that costs a hefty amount to get free shipping each year, and I have been locked out of my account, and I have called six times to get back into my account, and every time they say, Someone will contact me within 24 to 48 hours, and no one does. And every time I try to talk to someone else, they say there's no one else to talk to. They don't have any supervisors, and there's nothing that they can do but send this magical form that talks to magical people that can't be reached. And... I know that they're just doing their job and following the instructions they're supposed to follow, but I'm just losing my mind a little bit because I just want to order this stuff for my baby. It's bad enough that we got to be stuck in the house, and I can't just run to the store, and now I can't order the things that we need. So thank you for listening. We're all doing a great job, especially right now. Bye. Yes, you are. You really, I have empathy tears. Oh, buddy. You are I doing, know. yeah, such a good job. Of course you are going crazy. Of course you are. It is like, I mean, I, the list, <laughs> there are two things just off the top of my list that just gives you, <laughs> like, full-on crazy permission. One is that there's a baby in your house. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Bye-bye. You are crazy. And two, there's a pandemic going on, and that's making us all insane. And then, like, on the best of days, dealing with, like, 
accounts at like this kind of thing that you're dealing with is the worst. Like mm-hmm. we've talked about on the show before, like this whole notion of like like insurance, okay? Like insurance and doctor's appointments and getting people like registered for school and get like all the things you have to fucking register and go online for or you get an email or your account gets locked out or your password no longer works or whatever. It takes so much effort and time to deal with it. And that is not something that we have. And I I just could go on forever about the garbage notion that suddenly we all have all the time in the world to, like, (laughs) learn mountain climbing or whatever it is we were going to do. No. And staying on the phone and trying to figure this out is maddening. It's maddening. Uh, and Especially uh, when there's no answer. That's so yeah. frustrating. Of just like, send me to somebody who is actually there. And that person doesn't exist is the most infuriating thing. I know. And the, like the primal instinct of getting food for your uh-huh. kids yeah. is yes. a powerful one. And I just, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> this is one of those situations in which I like envision my mother going like either Julia Sugarbaker style off from Designing Women <laughs> or like... Or going, like, steel magnolia style off on this board company. You're being very generous with the people who work there, and you are right to do that. You're doing a remarkable job. You are a incredible parent, and I know that you have found a solution to this because you are awesome. You are all awesome, and you are doing a really good job. Renee. Yes. What did we learn today? Well, <laughs> all parents are heroes. So my goodness. I think <laughs> I was going to go with dogs are like kids, but oh, sure, that's sure. also or that. Or that. Sure. That's also uh. good. It's also good. <laughs> but I mean, but for real, I they all like flip and What did we learn? Aside. I, I yes. I do think that like any any chance we get to recognize that there's always somebody who's got it harder and there's always somebody who has got it easier, that, like, none of that negates that what each one of us is going through, be it with family members, with children, with pets, with roommates, being completely by yourself, like, all of it is worth, like, shouting and yelling about. And, like, it all... It all poses a struggle. And I, in all honesty, listening to you talk about the stuff that you're dealing with, with Tugboat, I, I hear you and see you. And I actually can relate because it is very similar to, like, <laughs> yeah. the frustration and the concerns and the, like, worries that I have about, you know, my kids. You right. know, I, I obviously understand the difference between dogs and children. Sure, but of course. this isn't about the dogs and children. It's about yeah. you and you. the experience <laughs> that you're having. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, it's really hard for everybody. Yeah, I, I do I agree. <laughs> and I think you're right. Like, what did we learn? I guess for me, it was nice to, like, hear that, oh, solutions are temporary for yeah. everybody. And that yeah. is infuriating. Yeah. But you're going to come up with something else. Like, it's maddening, but also you can handle it. Yeah, we always say, like, (laughs) you get to make a choice, the best choice that you can make. 
Right. Given the day. And the next day, you get to make a new choice. A new choice. If the first yeah. one didn't work out, no one's keeping a list. Good. No one's actually like, you suck for changing no. your mind no. on how you want to do this. You're a monster for trying no. to problem solve and fix things. So, yeah, like, yeah. I, I love it. It's fair. Incredible. Uh, I'm in the best mood. I know that you guys are uh, going through a living hell, but I had a great time. This I know, is wonderful. I, thank this you is, so much. This is my special place, Renee. I get to <laughs> thank you for joining us in the special Happily. place. It's where everything is normal. Yes. Um, everybody, you are doing a remarkable job. We've been here for an absurd amount of time. More time is coming. I really hate that there's more time coming, but you're all doing it. You're all, you're all waking up, <laughs> going back to sleep, and that, <laughs> that's showing up in yes. a pandemic, in my opinion. You're all doing a good job. Let's continue to really see each other and continue to really try and find ways to support each other. You know, I people say you can't tell if someone's smiling behind a mask, but I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think you can, it's in the eyes. I think you can tell. I think, I think it's tell. in the yeah. eyes. Agreed. And we will continue to do this. Yes. Because we have to. Because <laughs> we don't really have a choice. Right. And that's okay. What interesting yarns we will spin one day. To our, oh boy. our, the younger generations, mm-hmm. Teresa, wherever you are, no, you don't have to fucking listen to this episode. No, absolutely <laughs> not. That is the last thing you have to do. You are doing a remarkable job. Renee, you are doing a very good job. Thank you. You really and- are. Biz, you, as you're giving all these pep talks, I genuinely was like, gosh, she's phenomenal. Like, I'm going to use the word phenomenal. Don't you are doing word. a phenomenal job, but it's true. It's, you're killing it. I'm so impressed. Great well, job. Thank you very much. And nobody panic. There will be a Bop It video. Yes. Forever. Perfect. Good. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.